This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Gelsman gets there. Another good kick from him and here's Hartman now. Hartman going past one man, finding Wagstaff. Wagstaff turning well, setting up Chilton. Welcome to the latest episode of the To Hull and Back podcast. Just the three of us tonight with myself, Joapliard and Will and Nathaniel. Lads, it's going to be a good show. Before we go into it, obviously I will pump our um, our sponsors. We've got Hull City Retro and Six Yards out, as we always do before our podcast. If you're into your retro gear, your mugs, especially the Hull City one, if you're into your old gear... I've got a really good jumper from the 80s. It's in tip-top condition when they send it. Really lovely bloke who delivers it straight to your door. So get on our websites, get on our link tree, all our sponsors and everything are on there. And also remember to plug our charity share, which is in um, collaboration with Andy Mann's Club, a mental health charity in Hull and East Yorkshire. Remember, if you buy one of our shirts, I think they're ranging about £35, £7.99 goes to the charity. And obviously we know the rates and thingy with mental health. So as always, guys, help our charities out because we really appreciate their support for this podcast there is just myself joe with will and nat then as i'm going to call him nat because he knows he's going to get him annoyed and he's going to get on my nerves but we'll all get there eventually <laughs> i'm going to call him nathaniel now so bargains be bargains we're going to be friends and it's nathaniel will and joe tonight lads we haven't got much to speak about really we'll try and make the best out of a bad situation we was all guns blazing this time last week when we was on the podcast but probably brought down to earth against a very bog standard but gritty preston side Will, I'll come to you first. I mean, before we came on the show, we was just chatting about the game. Not much really. I think it kind of went in a blink of an eye, but City losing 1-0. Cameron Archer, the difference on loan from Aston Villa, I think he's going to be a really good player. But City just couldn't get into the game and it was one of them that really got away from us early doors. We had a few spells in the first 20 minutes. But apart from that, I think Preston, as bad as it seems to say, did deserve the win because we didn't offer much. Yeah, pretty much. It was, it was kind of a... a 
cut and dry game for Preston. They didn't have to do much to get the win and we didn't really offer much up. We weren't horrible, but we just seemed to be almost like we were just there, which may be actually worse than having a bad performance, not seeming to actually do anything. Um, the fact the fact that the, it was only 1-0, actually, with some of the chances they had as well, was quite lucky, really. I mean, Ingram made a couple of decent saves. But we never really... After, after Eves's header in the first half, which he probably should have buried, to be fair, mm. um, it never really looked like we were ever going to have another chance in the game. No, it didn't. And I think when we was on the podcast last, we discussed about the team, it was unchanged, what it was, we were going to mix it up. Obviously, City lined up with Ingram in goal. That was the only change from Nathan Baxter, who was out injured. Bernard, McLaughlin and Greaves was the back three with Longman and Fleming as the wing-backs. Smallwood and Doherty in the middle of the park with Honeyman, Eves and KLP up top. Nathaniel, what did you think of the game? I mean, I think Will's just hit the nail on the head. City, we just couldn't get into the game and I think we had a few clear-cut chances. We didn't take it, but I thought we lost possession too easy in the middle of the park. I thought our middle really struggled. Fleming was a brilliant, a bright spark. He got in the team of the week. He deserves big raps and we'll go on to him. But very disappointing from our key players. I thought Honeyman and KLP struggled as well. And the likes of um, Cameron Archer, I've already mentioned, had a bit of a field there really down that middle of the park. No, I mean, we didn't really create many chances going forward. After the last few games, it's really surprising we performed like that we were just seemed really flat um we lacked the energy that we've had um and like that buzz with the last few games um uh, hopefully Baxter's back soon although I mean Ingram was you know perhaps unfairly dropped uh you know ages ago and then he's come back in and he made a few decent saves really but um so hopefully you know Baxter's back soon as well but um yeah you expect better from the players after the, the last few games but maybe it's just a a reality check we all needed really um because we've been very optimistic on the uh i mean i put out a tweet asking out of the seven games in february how many points are we going to get and uh you know the the average was like 16 out of um 21 or something you know really high and the first game we've we've lost with a really drab performance which is disappointing but um it was surprising and uh yeah we just didn't create enough and hopefully this isn't how Shotter wants to play normally, and um, hopefully we can go back to, to the performance against Swansea. Yeah, I think it's probably just a bit of a reality check. Well, you know, we have that honeymoon period, don't you? And when you get a new owner, you get a new manager, everyone's going to be up for it. Everyone's going to be going. And when that hard ground kicks in, and I think for Shota, Shota, Avaladzi, he's probably realising now, God, it's quite a tough division. I mean, Preston aren't the best team in the world, but they're very well driven. They're very well, they're tactical, tactically quite sound. They don't create loads of opportunities, but they are quite steady in defence. And I think that's what we've got to realise now that every game's not going to be that honeymoon period where we're beating Swansea 2-0 after 15 minutes, the crowd are up jumping. This is going to be a long process. And like we've always mentioned, and you guys have mentioned before I even started coming on this podcast, it is a long process and we are going to lose games. We are going to win. We're going to draw. If The main aim, if we'd have took it, back end of the year when we started in the championship right we're going to stay up if we're going to have a takeover a new manager that's probably the main aim and I'm just hoping that we can have a bit of realisation in this squad now that yeah we've had a good deadline day but these this team's got to gel we're going to lose some games but we've got to stick behind it because we've got 24 hours as we're recording this until our next game against the driven derby side who are 15 points up now from what the wars when they started they're on 
plus 15 points. And Rooney's men are raring to go. You don't get any off days in the Championship. And that's probably what the new owner, manager and team are probably realising now, which is a good thing in, in hindsight. Yeah, it's a good thing that it's better for us to... Sometimes it's, it's better to not be holding to a full sense of security. And we know that we can still easily lose games in this division. And it's always a learning process as a result. And eventually, obviously, Shotter was going to lose a game. It's a shame it came this quickly, obviously, but he was going to lose eventually. And the whole point is, once he's lost, when you lose a game, is to learn from what you did right and what you did wrong. And mm -hmm. it also offers the opportunity for some of the new players to push to get into that side and show what they're worth as well. And, and that's the beauty of probably having squad depth, isn't it? I reckon. The fact that yeah. now that we have got beat, you're already looking and we'll talk about Derby soon, but we're not worried we have to scrape the same side out. You know, if people are performing poorly, Nathaniel, we, we've got these new signings. We had people like Regan Slater on the bench who didn't even get on. We had Frost who didn't have the best debut, but um, Syed and Manesh who got 10 minutes. So we have got that quality there. Huddleston who's not even getting a game. We, we have got that squad depth now, which can only be a bonus as well. Well, absolutely. I mean, after the Swansea game, we played so well and we were looking at the new uh, new signings and, you know, you shouldn't really change a winning team. But now we've lost maybe those players, especially in this, you know, really uh, um, compact month uh, with all the games. Um, they will have to play a part and um, I wouldn't be surprised to see the new two, the two new strikers, uh, Alahar and uh, Forsh, maybe start against Derby or at least play a bigger involvement. I mean, in the press conference afterwards, Schotter said he was um, maybe regretted not bringing them on uh, earlier. So maybe uh, he'll, you know, uh, put his um, money where his mouth is and start them in the next game. Yeah, literally took the words out of my mouth what I was going to ask you then, lads. I was just going to say, I think the biggest talking point was that he waited so long to bring the mm. substitute. He did that against Swansea too. He did, he did. And it's one of them, isn't it? If it works and we're winning, it's the best decision he's ever made. Mm. And if you lose, you kind of get you kind of get slagged yes. off. And we saw Marcus Force come on, we saw Alia Sayed and Manesh, we saw Alfie Jones return, which is a massive, massive bonus. Very nice That's to what, see. It goes under under the radar, don't it? Because we got beat. But to have Alfie back in the squad, again, for them defenders, as good as Jones, Greaves and McLaughlin have been, we saw again, lads, quite open, especially in the final third. They had a lot of chances. I mean, you're looking at the stats, I, I believe. They don't they don't paint the best picture anyhow, I think, stats. They are quite overshadowed. But they had four on target, seven shots. They did dominate possession and had over 35 more passes than us. And a lot more accurate. I thought our passing was dreadful, especially in the middle. Yeah. We really couldn't string two balls together. And probably Doherty and Smallwood, they've been praised a lot recently but I'd say them two had one of the worst games I've had in a City share I thought we really struggled to cope with their overlapping midfield it seemed to be like they had four men to every two of ours yeah pretty much their midfield were just he just knew exactly what he needed to do it every time we got the ball there seemed to be two men on our players um, ready to stop them from getting, getting a pass away and often more often than not they couldn't get the pass forward I think one bright spark, Nathaniel, is you've, you've got to take positives from every defeat. It's so hard sometimes. And I think Brandon Fleming, we mentioned him on the last podcast and maybe he was going to get dropped. Was he going to play KLP as the wing-back? He kept in the side, Brandon Fleming. He managed to get a team of the week. He really dominated. I think he was opposite Greg Cunningham, former Man City player, being around the block. Um, and he, what I loved about him was 
even in the back end of the game, he, he took on every time he, he was forward thinking. We played sideways a lot, but Brandon Fleming, he deserves credit because we struggled and he was definitely one of the bright sparks. And now already, funny's a, uh, football's a funny old game. Two weeks ago, he was ready to be transfer listed and moved on. And now you look like he's probably the most undroppable after these two games. Big raps to Brandon Fleming because I thought his control, him and Jacob Greaves worked really well together in some aspects. They've worked together from the 18s, 23s and now in the first team. But... Another whole lad, a whole product playing for the Tigers. It's great to see and it's great to see how he's developing as a left-back. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's been in the EFL Team of the Week this week, so clearly he's done well and it's nice to see him getting a bit of credit for that. Um, I suppose he's been injured so long and, and so many times over the last few years. It's really good and maybe we forget just how good he is. But, you know, when I, think, I said it on the last episode, whenever he's played... Uh, in like the cup competitions and stuff, he's looked really good. And now with you know Elder having been out and uh, this kind of new formation of having Lewis Potter a bit further up rather than as a wing back, uh, Fleming's got a real chance to you know make that spot his own. And uh, hopefully his form continues because it's always nice to have uh, another whole lad in the team. And uh, I mean I said this exact same thing last week. It's really good that the academy uh, has brought in or. Oh, We've brought through so many of these good players, and um, uh, yeah, I thought maybe we needed to sign a, a fullback or, uh, in January, but uh, you know he's done really well, so clearly we didn't. Yeah, and, and he's probably deserving of his place now, isn't he? And you look probably, he's going to be one of them, the longevity, even because of his age. He'll be able to play two, three games in a week and we can rely on him. He can play as that left wing back. He can play a bit more defensive. So it's really good to see Brandon Fleming doing that. I thought... The atmosphere, I think City, we kind of got drained out early doors. Big, I thought Preston, as I don't like to praise other teams sometimes, but I thought they travelled really well. There were some questionable characters in them, some weird attire in that North Stand. I was right near the um, away end yeah. and there were some, um, some yeah. people who looked like they'd bought it with a jar or what they was wearing. But fair, but I thought the attendance from them was, re was really good. But I think we just kind of struggled probably on and off the field, Will, before we move on to Derby, just to get into that game. And that just proves, like you said earlier, the championship so tough because if you lose early doors and you lose your aerial battles and you start to lose possession it's quite a tough place to get out of this second tier and I think <clears> fair play to Preston you know Ryan Lord them really well drilled but we've got to move on now haven't we like I said you can't hold anything back from Preston they deserve the three points it was going to come the first defeat's come a little bit earlier than expected but we've got to stay with this team and hopefully with the next what we've got six more games this calendar you, so anything can happen Oh, absolutely, yeah. Like you say, it's a game that now it's happened. We didn't deserve to win it. No. Just move on from it, essentially. Mm -hmm. Perfect. I mean, we are 19th. It's nice to be, you know, back where we belong in 19th after <laughs> moving up a few spots. And um, we, I, I you know, have also, to remember that you know we've got no. to stay up this season. That's that's the main target. I did also like the fact that Fleming got in the team of the week, and not a single Preston player did. Mm. Yeah. Yes, that's great. Yeah, obviously, pro which I think says a lot about his well. performance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he did, and he deserved a lot of praise, didn't he? And I hope to see him start tomorrow because we look a little bit brighter, especially down that left-hand side. So hopefully we can see Brandon Fleming for plenty more games this year. So obviously, guys, City going down 1-0 to a Cameron Archer goal in the 51st minute. He's on loan from Aston Villa, and I think he's one to definitely watch in the future. He had us on strings, especially in that second half. So we will move on to Derby, guys. But before we speak, you're going to listen to Corey Hancock, who was one part of the Rams Review, a Derby podcast. And I did a little segment 
for them earlier. So here's Corey Hancock speaking to the lads about Derby's prospects for tomorrow's game. Hey there, Hull fans. It's Corey here from the Rand Review podcast. I've been all things Derby County with myself and my co-host once and twice a week, um, depending on how the news breaks. Thanks for the Hull and back lads for having us on. Appreciate it. Um, and let's get stuck in. So um, we found the season so far, actually, um, on the field, quite pleasing. Off the field, extremely disappointing. Obviously, we're in administration. We've had 21 points deducted. Um, and But with all that being said, we are second bottom of the table. We have... We have a pretty decent team to say the fact that we've got like virtually no players. Um, so all in all, a uh, bit of a bit of a, a, a dual feeling there. Um, obviously, you want to be higher up the table. You want to avoid relegation. Um, but at the same time, we want to make sure that we have a football club in a month's time, which at this point in time, is, is anybody's guess, is about 50-50 um, from what I'm being told um, if we have a football club next month or not. So, um, you know, there's a lot of things going on and off the field at Derby. On the field, we look pretty solid defensively. Um, Richard Stearman, he won't be playing. He got sent off in the Huddersfield game. So it'll be interesting to see who they put in at half. And then, uh, you know, we can uh, we can take it from there. We have a dearth of goals up front. But Young Luke Plan just one to watch. We sold him to Crystal Palace on deadline day. They loaned him back. He's definitely one to watch. And midfield uh, is a strong point for Derby, especially. Uh, we'll see if Polish international Christian Bielik, who's had two ACL tears in two years, comes back and is able to to hit hit the ground running. We don't know if he's going to start against uh, Hull or he'll get some more minutes as he as he returns to full fitness. Um, and then, yeah, off the field, you know, literally issues. I'm sure you you guys are well aware of what's been going on. But massive transfer embargo, unable to register players. Players have players have walked. Um, for nothing. We've had to sell players for pennies to, to balance the books. We need $5 million to finish the season. Um, the administrators are really dragging their feet. Um, so it is a kind of a dire situation off the field um, for Darby. So, you know, we hope that the, the ownership gets sorted sooner rather than later so we can progress, we can move on, and we can talk about matters on the field, which is what matters most. But I think most importantly, um, just to tell everybody on that subject, is that Darby County's been around uh, a long time, 138-odd years, of history and we need to we need to make sure that we have another ones and, and yes Derby County break the financial fair play rules we got penalized for that which was the deductions um the owner put us in a bad state and we just hope that um, we can get the claims of Middlesbrough and Wickham out the way um, and move forward uh, with new ownership into a new thing uh, going into the going into the game Derby's not in fantastic form they picked up five points from possible 15 um they're coming off a loss um and uh yeah you know it's going to be an interesting game. Um, the way Darby fight and, and, and have the grit and determination to, to get results is, is great to see. Um, you know, for me, I'm looking at one, one, key, one key player for you guys, and that's Keen Lewis Potter. Obviously, I know he had the, 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 the move to Brentford. Brentford bid for him. Um, he didn't go. So that's fantastic for you guys to keep on. And, uh, yeah, so I think if, if Darby can stop him, and then it'll be interesting if, if Tom Huddleston's in midfield, Liam Thompson, how that matchup will go, the young guy versus the old guy. So that'll be that'll be interesting as well. So um, looking forward to a great game. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, hopefully, hopefully Darby come out on top because we need the points. Um, and it would be great to uh, to get a win because not only for Darby, but it would also suck hole a little bit further down to that relegation point. Nothing against you guys, but we want as many teams down there as we can. So that hopefully we can we can do the inevitable and escape escape the um, most unplausible rele- relegation fights. Um, 
So that would be an interesting, that'd be an interesting thing. But, you know, thank you guys for, for, for allowing me to come on uh, and spend a few moments talking about Darby. It's a lot. I could probably talk for an hour about it, but uh, yeah, you know, you guys do a great job. Uh, best of luck to you outside of tomorrow. And, uh, you know, we'll catch up with you on your review show. Um, and until then, you know, come on Darby. Great to hear from Corey there. Obviously, it's back to us free now. I think if you look at Derby's credentials from where they started, before we even speak about the game itself, Derby would be 16th in the Championship if they hadn't of it, that 21-point deduction. I think Rooney's... Rooney's done really well with them, you know. He's, he's turned down Everton in recent weeks. That saw Lampard go to Goodison Park. So you mean he, Frank Lampard's Everton? Frank Lampard's Everton, indeed. Um, but I think that even though they are 23rd, they're sitting on 15 points. They're only seven points from safety. I think Derby are very much like us, Will, before I go to you, Nathaniel. They're quite, they're quite rugged. They're quite inconsistent. They've got a lot of red cards in them. I think if you're looking, was it Richard Stamen who got red carded from last time around? They're still missing um, Christian Bellic, who's supposed to be coming out. They have got a few people coming back, key men like Lee Buchanan, Louis Sibley. I think... We'll take this game with a bit of a pinch of salt. They've got nothing to lose, and that's quite dangerous. Nobody yeah, expects think... them. Go on, you go, mate. Sorry. Yeah, I think the fact they've got nothing to lose is why they're doing so well, really. I mean, that's it. I think if they were on zero points at the start of the season, they probably wouldn't do as, be doing as well as they Absolutely. are. Absolutely. I agree. Because they know that they're pretty much fighting an almost impossible battle, but they're on the way to somehow doing it. Um, yeah. I think it's a good thing that, I mean, when we last played them, obviously, they just showed when we last played them because we just couldn't get through them at all. Mm. And that, that Bellic, who hopefully will be missing, um, he had his own strings that night. He re yeah, he really did. And it was one of them, again, very much like the Preston game. You ju we just couldn't get into that game at all. I mean, they're on 29 games. They've got 15 points. They're only five points behind Peterborough. But they've got two. Um, Borough have got two games in hand. But they're only seven off Reading. And Cardiff are on 29. Then it gets to us on 32. So it's getting quite tight at the bottom. But I'll be honest, I think Derby are going to stay up. I just think it's going to be one of them miracle seasons where I, I'm, I think Reading have got a relegation in them. They're really struggling. And now they've lost mm -hmm. Andy. Carroll as comedy as he is sometimes he was probably there up, up top he was their main guy I know you looked at them two disallowed goals he got the yeah. other week it was ridiculous. he only scores weldies when he literally he does but Nathaniel mm. I think David is there a lot of credit and obviously there's a few old City boys in there none other than Curtis Davis obviously one of a City legend scoring the FA Cup final and I think that's what's getting them. Um, when Jaggy Elka was there, obviously he's gone to Stoke now. But the back, four, I think the back three with Stamen, Jaggy Elka, and Davis at the time is that an age of about ninety-six combined. But these old experienced heads, especially Curtis Davis, they're bringing the young lads through, and Rooney's doing a really good job. But probably because he's got a lot of experience, he hasn't got a lot of quality. He hasn't got a massive squad depth. But what they've got is championship experience. Well, yeah, I mean. Um... Sometimes I think of Derby as this like uh, uh, amazing team that's you know beating everyone every week, but really, I mean, they'd only be sixteenth. So I think that's really un you know, uh, it is it would be possible to get a result there. But that's what I thought going into the first game, or we and when we played them the first time, we were absolutely woeful, and we thought, oh, they're you know really uh, aged, um, slow defence. We thought we could get you know uh, Randall Williams at them and. And get some fun, but no, or get some joy. Uh, 
but no, uh, the experience has really helped them. And uh, Rooney has gone up in my estimations a lot this year, you know, turning down uh, Everton and really sticking with them. They've got a great team spirit and it'll be a, a really tough game. Um, and I thought, you know, the sort of energy uh, we've been showing the last few weeks, we could get a result. But if we play like we did against Preston, um, probably not. Uh, and yeah, at times, uh, certain a player like Curtis Davis is what we've needed really at the back, especially when things weren't going too well. So I'm sort of jealous that they've got these players and, and we don't. But um, yeah, uh, it'll be a really tough game. Um, as, as showed in the, the first game we, we played against them. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm not too confident, really. Some good some good games, though, at Parade Park. I think you talk about Curtis Davis when he was in his city shirt, mm. that first leg of the playoffs, that 3-0 victory, or Robertson scored in the last minute. Will, what an away We've got game. there was. as well, though. Yeah, brilliant. Was it Hernandez, an own goal, one in the end, and then Robertson. So we have got history there. But I think tomorrow you're looking at, is it one of them games where because they're below us as much as you want to win every game, you go to Pride Park on a Tuesday night, pardon the old cliche about can they do it on a wet, windy Tuesday night at Stoke. It's Canal City do it on a cold, wet, windy night at Derby. And mm. I'll probably take a draw tomorrow looking at the bigger picture in the town. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you've got, you. I think for City, if we don't see that attacking play, I mean, I'm not going myself. I know, I don't know if I don't think any of us are. I'd be a bit short notice. I'll be watching on telly, but um, by the time I get away from work, I won't make it to Derby. But if we can kind of, if we can nick an early goal or I don't really know about what would he line up a bit more defensive. I think if we're talking about players in and out will maybe I know we're a big Eves fan aren't you but um, maybe Sayeda Manesh getting 90 minutes or maybe playing the first 60-70 or I don't know I think something needs to change from Saturday I'm still a bit iffy about do I change it in the middle of the park I w- I'd probably like to see Regan Slater coming for a Smallwood or a Doherty maybe I think that's probably where you'd go Alfie Jones might get a few more minutes but I think they've got a bit they've got to ring some changes but for me maybe I think if you're going off performances off Saturday I know he won't because he's one of our key men but you probably look at Eves did a lot more than KLP I thought the youngster was on the AFL show wanted to get a lot of praise a lot of high interest from the Prem clubs at the minute but I think he was trying a bit too hard recently he just needs to go back to what he was doing quite chilled out and he's more he's, I think he's a better player when he's a bit ad lib never man structured trying to take on 24-7 what changes do you think we'll see yeah. to have a lad see? I don't think he'll drop KLP I think we he, he's no, KLP's got a bit of the no. Bowen Grisicki sort of thing about him Malik Wilkes where it's like I can't drop him because he's the one player who'll do something mm. out of nowhere mm. um, but I do think we're going to see a couple of uh, the new signings tomorrow mm-hmm. Who I'm not sure. I think probably will be one of them. Will probably will be Sayad Manesh. I imagine probably for Eves. Um, I, I think the other one will either will be in the midfield. I think it will either be Slater or Liam Walsh coming in. Do you yeah, think I, just I, the one, or do you think the two? No, um, I think it'll just be the one. I don't, I don't think he'll want to change it too much. No, I think he'll yeah. try. And... I think we might see three changes. Um, bringing in maybe a midfielder, um, uh, one of the strikers, and then Jones in for uh, Bernard. Yeah, Bernard might, might be injured still, sir. Possibly, yeah. Well, I mean, although he said it wasn't exactly an injury, but it was like feeling uncomfortable or something, which sounds like an it's injury precaution. to me. Yeah, it's maybe. It's precaution, yeah. So we'll see. Um, but, you know, it'd be nice to have Jones back. It might even, you know, if uh, Bernard... Well, no, I was going to say you'd, you might put... Jones as a defensive midfielder, but 
with the amount of defensive midfielders we have, there wouldn't re- really be any point to that. But I mean, I, I, a new striker probably will come in, but mm. I don't know whether that was the issue uh, against Preston because we brought uh, on the new signings and they didn't score because they didn't get any service. So maybe changing in the midfield would be a better idea. I think so. I think what I took away from the game was with Eves, as much as, like I said, I have a bit of his critic, I'm, you know, I think I'm not, I think he's good for what he does sometimes. Sometimes I think we could have better options, definitely. But when he's on form, you look at what he did against Everton and the way we played, we played with a higher line, we played a bit more attacking. That seemed to really work. What I thought and took away from the game on Saturday was you had your three defenders, your two wing-backs, that were Martin, really like full-backs earlier, and then your two as a centre-defensive mid. And if it wasn't Eves winning the ball, they had so much time on the ball, them three defenders for Preston. I thought if we, we didn't engage enough, I thought KLP and Honeyman struggled to get even past halfway. I think if we're going to get anything from Derby tomorrow night, we've got to just give a bit more attacking threat. I'm all for being structured. I'm all for being defensively minded, especially when you're away from home on a night time. But I just think we kind of went away from that free-flowing play from Swansea to that. It was kind of a bit of a bit of a drab performance. I know, we're, like I said, we're raw, we're learning on the job, Will, but I'd just like to see Eves have a bit more support because he's not one of them guys that's going to be able to take on three defenders and break away and score. You've got to create it. You've got to put it on a plate for him because then he can score. That's how he's good. He can win it with his head. He can win it with his chest. He's very good controlling the ball. I'm just hoping we get to see City a bit higher um, tomorrow night because I think that's why we didn't come away with even a point on Saturday against Preston. Yeah, um, players like it's funny because Fleming was one of our was probably our best player, but his delivery didn't really he didn't really actually offer that much of delivery wise. To be fair, neither did uh, Nathaniel's favourite player, who we've managed to get away with not saying at the moment, Ryan Longman. And mm-hmm. um, he was non-existent all game as well. Um, so there's definitely a lack of creativity in the last game from behind the strikers, which might be the reason he's... But I think... I don't know who you would change those players with because we Mm. haven't really got anyone who you could put there, in theory. I mean, you could put KLP back to wing-back if you wanted to. But I think he's much better being further upfield, Mm. as good Mm -hmm. as he has been at wing-back. So I think the only changes you could... I mean, Syed Manesh isn't going to be a wing-back, is he? Um, Uh, exactly. So, I think the only thing you could try if you're going to change it up is probably up front. Yeah, I imagine so. I'd like. To, I think if Bernard's still injured, I'd like to see Jones come in. Maybe a Walsh or a Slater for either Doherty or Small. Would like you said, and then maybe Sider Manesh up top. Maybe Frost coming off the bench, and then whoever obviously didn't play in the middle of the park. But I think it's going to whatever happens. I think they're up for it. Aren't they? They're fans. They're ready to support the club. They don't know if they're going to have a club. So what every game Derby fans have at this moment in time, they're treating it like a cup final. We've mentioned Rooney so many times. He's up for the game. The player probably a very similar style to City, but they are quite defensively minded and try and snatch a goal. I'd love to see us coming away from, um, with a point. I'm going to say it might be an open game. I imagine maybe especially at the back end if the if it's slippery, windy conditions. I'm going to say Syed Manesh and one of the midfielders. I don't Doc could say I'm going to say two. two. Will what we're going? Oh, you still man. I was going to go for a Desmond as well. Um, <laughs> We're going to be. We're going to do what Derby did to. Um, I was going to say, was it Forest? Was it? I can't remember now. When they were two 0 down. Yeah. 
they're going to do what Derby did to Forrest and we're going to be 2 0 down with five minutes to go and he's going to bring on Eves and Eves is going to bang in a brace. Yeah, Nathaniel will will have Eves in his name again this time next week. What's your predictions for tomorrow's clash at Proud Park? Um, well, I'm not going to have, hopefully, I won't have egg on my face two weeks in a row. So I'm not going to say Hull are going to win. Um, I think the best we could hope for is a draw and. They've been sort of tight games the last few, so um, I might go with a sort of optimistic 1-1. One, one. Um, maybe one of the new strikers will score. That would be lovely on their full debut. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'd take a point at Derby, who, you know, uh, are, should just be a sort of average championship team. So that would be a decent result on a, on a Tuesday. So 1-1. Um, one, one. Yeah, I think we're all probably going for the draw, aren't we? And I think looking at the bigger picture, you've got Derby tomorrow, Fulham, who are probably going to be in the Premier League soon with Mitrovic on 28 goals already. Um, they've come into the um, to Hull on Saturday. And then we have the Derby, the rearranged game, the Yorkshire Derby against Sheffield United at Bramall Lane next Tuesday. So, Will, I think it's just about, before we finish, lads, Will, for you, Fed, it's just about managing the players, isn't it? Like I said, we have got a bit more squad depth now. Imagine a few changes, but it's one of them. If we can come away of each of them games with maybe a few points, like we was a few weeks ago and was on about going to Blackburn and Bournemouth and that was unsuspected but I think these next three games we could see a mixed bag of results because we're probably up in the quality with from Derby to Fulham and then Sheffield United are probably in between them two as well so a bit of a mixed bag of games in the next seven days but really exciting times a lot of football to be played over the next week yeah and um, Fulham um, I'll be happy if we only lose 2-0 yeah they're good um, aren't they it's ridiculous. We'll They're just so much better than every other team in the division. Um, Sheffield United, it's one of those, because when we played them earlier in the season, they probably deserved to win, but it was a, it was a game that... We let them win again, like many teams. The referee mm -hmm. let them fucking win. Yeah, and with the oh, set really pieces yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's just it's just about managing in it now for the next, for the remainder of the season. It's going to be an experience for Shorter, obviously coming into his the back end of his campaign, and then we'll build again hopefully. But we've got a lot of football to play. It's going to be exciting times, and obviously three games in seven days starting tomorrow night at Derby County. But lads, it's been great to speak to you again. Obviously a bit of a shorter show, but that's due to obviously the short turnaround, and we'll be back within the next few days talking about Fulham, Sheffield United, and hopefully three points at Pride Park tomorrow. But as always guys it's been with me joe will and nathaniel we are sponsored by hull city retro and six yards out and remember to pump our charity share in collaboration with andy man's club so this has been the to hull and back podcast we will see you very soon guys thanks for listening up the tigers see you soon lads bye are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery 
Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.